What a Super Bowl ad could get you, and sports betting surges. Welcome to the Sports Media Beat. I'm Dan Lavallo. Well, we are putting the Sports Media Beat together on this January the 30th, 2020. All eyes, of course, focused on the Super Bowl. We'll get to that in just a bit. I want to begin with this uh, story. Of course, the death of Kobe Bryant and eight others on that uh, helicopter in greater Los Angeles on Sunday, shocking the world. ESPN on Monday re-ran Kobe Bryant's last game as an L.A. Laker. That's the game where he scored 60 points in April of 2016 against Utah. And that game, which was rebroadcast on Monday night, January 27th, brought in 1.09 million viewers. It outdrew several live NBA games this season on ESPN. In other words, it rated better than many NBA games ESPN carried earlier this season. And it also edged out the game which preceded it on ESPN, the college hoops game between North Carolina and NC State. That garnered 1.01 million viewers. Speaking of ESPN, reports are Jessica Mendoza could be out of the ESPN Sunday Night Baseball booth. At least that's what Andrew Marchand of the New York Post is reporting. He claims that ESPN is strongly considering a change in its Sunday Night Baseball booth. Mendoza could be out, although she would still have a prominent role on ESPN, according to Marchand, who is the sports media critic in the Post. Also, there's talk that maybe play-by-play broadcaster Matt Vasgersian could be replaced with, among others, Boog Skiambi or Carl Ravitch replacing him. Some of the names being mentioned to replace Mendoza, David Cohn, who now is in the Yankees' Yes broadcast booth, or Chipper Jones, the Atlanta Brave Hall of Famer. Uh, A-Rod, apparently, Alex Rodriguez, apparently his role on Sunday Night Baseball in the booth is safe. At least that's what media reports are. Pedro Gomez of ESPN also reporting that Major League Baseball umpires will be mic'd this season. Uh, Oh, my goodness. I mean, these games don't take long enough as it is, as the umpires stop and they review. Let's go back to New York and check out that replay. And then they wait and they wait and they wait. Now we're going to add even more by having the umpires explain like they do in football. Holding number 54. Ay, ay, ay. But that's what Pedro Gomez is reporting. The umpires will be mic'd this season to announce reviewed calls and maybe explain the rules. Oh, great. Now we're going to have a rules explanation, too. These five-hour games are going to take six hours. Ay, ay, ay. NHL All-Star ratings down on NBC. They carried the NHL All-Star game on Saturday, January 26th. It got a one rating, 1.7 million viewers, lowest rated and least watched edition of the NHL All-Star Game since it last aired on the NBC Sports Network. But, you know, that's a tough, tough view, isn't it? Uh, The uh, All-Star Game, NHL All-Star Game, my goodness, I don't. But but still, what it does prove is you can get over one million people to watch something on a Saturday afternoon on NBC Sports. And uh, obviously, there's an audience to be sold, so good for them. 
Uh, ESPN announcing that it will cover in its entirety the women's NCAA tournament this season. In other words, it will televise every game nationally that ends the practice of regional coverage in the first two rounds. And here's how they're going to do it. They're going to spread it over all of their platforms. ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPNU will carry the first-round games, while the second-round games will be carried by ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, and ESPN News. ESPN also getting kudos for very successful posts on social media to the point where ESPN is now going to offer 500 live original shows specifically for YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, and Facebook. Welcome to the future, and the future is now. ESPN is getting a lot of credit for growing its presence on Instagram thanks to House of Highlights founder Omar Raja. Raja, who is 25, credited for being a major Instagram influencer, and so ESPN hired him. And in one month, he has substantially grown the ESPN audience on Instagram. And so now ESPN, because as we mentioned in the last podcast, it's all about the future And the future media has everything to do with your smartphone and your tablet, not your TV set, not your radio, but your smartphone and your tablet. One of the reasons we do this podcast, by the way, podcasting is huge. But ESPN now announcing that it will offer 500 live original shows for YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, and Facebook. By the way, speaking of social media for just a moment, did you see that story where sports accounts were hacked? Half of the teams in the NFL had their social media accounts hacked. Some ESPN social media accounts also were hacked. And a hacker group, Our Mine, is claiming credit for the hack job. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that's the thing you have to watch out for. When you're engaged in everything that's online, you better make sure you have security, security, and just to be sure, you better have security. Going to get to the betting story and then the Super Bowl here. Let's start with sports betting to begin with. Huge, huge. There are reports, several reports out there, that people will spend $287 billion a year betting on sports in 2021. Why? Well, more and more states are legalizing sports betting. My home state of Connecticut, there's another bill that's going to be presented to the legislature this year. They want to get in on the take. There's so much money to be made, and these states are begging and crying for more revenue streams, and they see a huge, they see a huge revenue stream in sports betting. Apparently, for example, New Jersey, where sports betting on the NFL is legal, saw mucho revenue during the last NFL season. That hasn't counted the Super Bowl, but a lot of money came in. And New York, nothing, nada, at least legally, where there is no legalization of sports betting other than paramutual racing. So this is, and of course, what do they have, lottery games, that sort of thing. You know what I mean. Fact of the matter is, sports betting, more and more states are legalizing sports betting. More and more states are becoming like Nevada. 
And so these networks want to get in on the act. ESPN now develops programming specifically for betters. Now NBC is unveiling another program to go along with its sports predictor app. They launched their sports predictor app in December of 2018, and it enabled soccer enthusiasts to pick the outcome of five Premier League matches over a weekend. And you could win money, big money. Well, now NBC is considering expanding the presence of its sports predictor app and also add betting on NASCAR or predicting, there's a difference, predicting on NASCAR, the PGA Tour, and the NFL. But somehow, someway, there's money involved, as you know. Listen, my home state of Connecticut and other states are doing this. I believe Pennsylvania already has it where you can play the lottery on your smartphone, on your tablet, with apps. And this is going to extend into your local state app in order to bet on a football game, in order to bet on a baseball game, in order to bet on a hockey game. They are betting big on sports betting. These states, these television networks, NBC is the latest looking to expand its sports predictor app. In fact, over one million people just in the United States have created accounts on the NBC predictor app. Uh, Brett Musburger, you people remember Brett, right? The uh, longtime broadcaster, sports broadcaster, CBS, ABC, ESPN. Now the voice of the Oakland Raiders, soon to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, he's got a huge presence in Vegas. He's got a sports channel devoted to sports betting, I believe, on Sirius. So it's just getting bigger and bigger and now NBC looking to expand its sports predictor app. By the way, that app, and they're considering this, would provide more content with data rather than just your basic content. So you would be able to do all of your research on teams you're going to make a prediction on within that app. It's all about getting you to download the app, using the app, and then staying on the app. We have become an app-driven society. Well, it's only apt that we talk about the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday, February the 2nd. Uh, ESPN has a four-hour Super Bowl 54 pregame show, and they're not even carrying the Super Bowl. They hope to someday, which is why there is a lot of talk that ESPN is going to figure prominently in the next round of NFL TV contracts. They already have the Monday night game, but even more prominently than the Monday night game. But... They have a four-hour Super Bowl 54 pregame show on Sunday with L.A. Rams coach Sean McVay, who coached the Rams into the Super Bowl last year, being a guest analyst. Also, Super Bowl 54 will be carried on Fox. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman will be covering the game, calling the play-by-play and commentary. Here's something interesting. Only Pat Summerall and John Madden have called more NFL games than Buck and Aikman. Bet you didn't know that. Sideline reporters for the game are Aaron Andrews and Chris Myers. Radio Westwood One is carrying Super Bowl 54 on the radio. Kevin Harlan, award-winning play-by-play caster, and Kurt Warner will be at Mike's side. Sideline reporters are Laura Oakman and Tony Borelli. And studio hosts are Jim Gray and Scott Graham. Finally, 
It costs something like $5.2 million for a 30-second ad on this year's Super Bowl. So one of the websites did an interesting piece on what 5 point, actually 5.6 million, went up from 5.2 million. <laughs> I guess on average, 5.2 million to 5.6 million is what this uh, website is reporting. And uh, I'll link, by the way, this is on the website Digiday. I will link to all of these stories, all of these stories in the show notes. Go to sportsmediabeat.com. But let's say you decided you've got $5.6 million to blow. What would it get you if you decided not to spend that $5.6 million on a 30-second ad during the Super Bowl? It would get you 2.8 million clicks on Walmart search ads, one-third of a entire sponsorship on NBC's new streaming app, Peacock. It would get you 862 million digital, digital out-of-home impressions. That's right, 862 million digital out-of-home impressions. It would get you 16 million clicks on Instacart ads. It would uh, get you 37 days of TikTok hashtag challenges, 70 million impressions from Hulu pause ads, 1.4 billion impressions on Twitter, 560 Instagram posts by Bachelor stars. And like I said, that's what $5.6 million would get you if you decided to plow that money into the Internet and internet digital advertising rather than a 30-second ad on the Super Bowl. Well, that's going to do it for the Sports Media Beat. Be sure to visit my website, sportsmediabeat.com. You can subscribe to the podcast. We are in all of the podcast directories, including Apple's podcast directory. Just search Sports Media Beat or put my name in, Dan Lavallo. That will come up along with my other podcasts. And as always... Thanks for listening and enjoy the Super Bowl.